John Thurman's Resilient Solution Shortcast, Season 2, Episode 17, How to Be a Faith-Filled Man in Today's World, Part 1. As a man of faith, have you ever felt discouraged? Have you felt like you're not quite measuring up to what you think you ought to be? Or maybe you're a guy that's really realizing, you know, I want more of the Lord. I want to have more of an impact. I want to make more of an impact in my life. Well, being a man these days is tough. And for a lot of men, they're really discouraged. As a matter of fact, I was listening to Dr. Jordan Peterson a few weeks ago in an interview with Pierce Morgan, and he made the comment, most men feel discouraged. And one of the best things you can do for anybody, male or female, is find a way to give them a legitimate, real word of encouragement. I hope to encourage you today. If you're struggling in your faith, or if you may be looking at bumming it up a notch to really live a life that honors God. And I'd invite you to hang in with me for the next few weeks as we talk about how to be a godly man in 2022 and 2023. My name is John Thurman. I'm an author, a speaker, a therapist, and a work-life coach whose mission is to help you feel more resilient in your personal life, your relationships, your business endeavors, and in your faith. And this segment is brought to you by John Thurman's Covert Mercy Counseling Services. You can find me on the website at johntherman.info. You can contact me at john at johntherman.info. Hope you have a great day. Why don't we jump right in and listen in. A few years ago, I had the opportunity to meet a young rising author, Ryan Holiday. Ends up, he is quite a phenomenal writer. He's a believer. He's a very thoughtful guy. And he wrote a book a few years ago called The Obstacle is the Way. And I was thinking about how many men I know and work with really feel discouraged today. And Ryan has a great quote. This is from his book, The Obstacle is the Way. Quote, it's okay to be discouraged. It's not okay to quit. But to know you want to quit, but plant your feet and keep inching closer to take that impenetrable fortress you've tried to lay siege to in your own life. That's persistence. That's resilience. That's pushing forward. Well, are we in a masculine crisis? There was a time in recent history when masculinity came with the clear purpose of being a provider, a protector, a warrior, a contributor, and a breadwinner. Many of us in my generation grew up with that model. And really, we are designed to serve. You know, you either are designed to serve or you're whining about someone else serving you. We grew up serving our community, our family, our nation, the Lord. We, as a group, learned what service was. I'm afraid we've lost that today. One of the interesting things I've been reading lately is a book by Warren Farrell called The Boy Crisis. I'd like to lift a quote from him. He says, many men today are experiencing a purpose void. Young and old alike seem to be wandering through life without a sense of mission due to multiple factors. But for the sake of space, I can't cover them all. But isn't it really true? Don't you see a lot of men kind of aimlessly wandering through life? Well, in my coaching practice and in my mentoring practice, one of the alarming shifts I've seen in the past 10 years is a lot of men are coming to see me because they're clueless as to what they're supposed to be doing with their life. They've got a job, they're married, but when you ask about their purpose and their mission, they look at you with some type of like, dude, what planet did you step off of? And I believe that's partially because we failed as a culture to really honor men, build them up, and teach them how to be a good man, a man of faith, a man of virtue, a man of integrity, and a man who'll stand up and make his life count for something. And be a man. Quit being a wimp. Be a man who steps up. Be a man who protects the weak. Be a man who stands and counts for something. As we begin this short series, I want to bring to mind something that uh, Dr. Jordan Peterson brought up a few weeks ago in an interview with Pierce Morgan. Pierce is one of those guys you love or hate, and Jordan Peterson is one of those guys that people you love or hate. But it was a long interview. It was a really insightful interview 
But he was asking, Dr. Peterson said, well, what do you think is going on? And he really hit the nail ahead, I think. He said, quote, it's very difficult to understand how demoralized men and women are, and certainly many young men that are in that category. One of the things that Peterson said that we need to do, that anybody can do, is be a person who gives out words of encouragement. So as we look at making some of these life changes, as we look at what it means to be a man of faith in 2022 and 2023, I'm going to use the anchor point of his book, his first book, 12 Rules for Life, An Antidote to Chaos. Today, we're going to view his first six rules. Now, let me just remind you, these are some thoughtful anchor points I mentioned his rules, then I share some commentary. I want you to think about this as you look at your own life and see where you might apply some of these to help you be a better man of faith. As we go through the series, I'll cover some biblical material that you can use to integrate some of these principles in your life. So let's jump in. Number one, I love this first one. Stand up straight and hold your shoulders back. As a believer, who's person who still believes that God of the Bible is a God of order, the result of sin is it swirls out of whack and men's hearts are out of whack. We live in a fallen place. As a man of faith, we're to move towards order. We're to lean into life and man up. Men in our culture have us believe that happiness is the goal. It's not. When you look at the New Testament, you quickly see that the good life, which honors God, will involve both the joy and struggle. The good news that he promises is that he'll be with us. I love what Romans 8, 38 and 39 says. I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither fears for today or worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God, which is, a visit, which is revealed in Christ Jesus. So stand up straight and hold your shoulders back and lean into life. It is not going to be a pleasant journey, but it can be a rewarding one. Number two, treat yourself like someone you are responsible for. So many men today don't take good care of themselves. They overeat, they overindulge, they burn up a lot of time on the screen, and, and we don't do a good job of self-care. I really do want you to think about what it means to be responsible for yourself. Treat yourself like someone you're responsible for. Do you remember the story in the scriptures about the Garden of Eden? The story reminds you and me that we are impacted by original sin. The good news is that through an active relationship with the Lord, you and I can seek Him and experience His presence in our lives. You always have a choice. You can stay in the pit. You can be a victim. You can surrender to the impotence of listlessness. Or you can get off your duff and lean into life, trust the Lord to help you walk through it. There are guys out there in the community in your church that will help you. So stay in the pit Get off or get off your death. Jesus spoke timeless truth when a religious leader asked him about the greatest commandment. Jesus responded to him in the New Testament book of Mark, chapter 12, verses 30 and 31. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart and your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. The second is equally important love your neighbor as yourself. How are you doing loving yourself in a biblical, appropriate way, not some cocky, arrogant, narcissistic way? Jesus said, no commandment is greater than these. So the challenge here is to quit waiting for someone else to pull you out, out of your mess. Quit waiting for the government or someone else to bail your hiney out. Instead, get up, take kinetic action, and do something healthy and meaningful that'll make you a better person and a stronger man so you can be there for your wife, you can be there in your relationships, for your employer, and most importantly, for your kids if you have any. Befriend people who want the best in your life. 
We are hardwired for relationship, folks. Due to a large degree, your happiness and health depend on the quality of your relationships. Here's a little trick question for you. It's not really a trick question, but just hang in there with your fit. Are there people you hang out with that challenge you and build you up? Are there brothers and sisters, men and women, that call out the best in you? Or are you hanging out with a group of people that tear you and others down? Listen, if you need to adjust your relationships, begin doing it right now. Bad company ruins good morals. I'll tell you what, I can tell you where you are in your life based on the friends you hang out with. Are these people that build you up? Are these people that will call you out? Are these people that will encourage you and inspire you? Are they going to be chronic complainers and people who take shots at you? A couple of scriptures on that. Proverbs 27, 17 says, As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. Also in 1 Thessalonians 5, 11, it says, So encourage each other and build each other up just as you've already been doing. And then Ephesians 4, 10 says, If one person fails, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. So number three. Hang out with the people who are going to build you up and pull out the best in you. Number four, compare yourself to who you were yesterday, not who someone else is today. Now, don't spend a lot of time looking in the mirror, but quit trying to compare yourself to someone else. Facebook, TikTok, Snapchat, those people aren't real. You're always getting the highlight reel. So live your life, compare yourself to where you were yesterday, and look at what you're doing better today. Don't camp in the past. Don't live in your history. Make a choice to move forward. Do what you need to do to uh, carve out time for you. In today's overconnected world, you will always find someone who is better than you. So what? Begin where you are and do what you need to do to move forward. Failure to move forward will only result in you going backwards. A couple of verses here. Psalm 118.24. This is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. And then Philippians 3.13 and 14. No, dear brothers and sisters, I've not achieved it yet, but I focus on one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling me. So step up, lean in, embrace life, get yourself moving forward. Quit looking in that rear view mirror. There's no fruit there. Number five, don't let your kids do anything that makes you dislike them. I'm afraid we're I'm afraid today we're seeing so many fragile kids because parents have refused to allow their kids to experience the painful consequences of their negative behavior. Parenting is tough. It's daunting, but your mission is to raise up. But your mission is to raise honest, law-abiding American citizens when they grow up. My friend, Dr. Kevin Lehman, who's been a mentor of mine for years, said, your home needs to be a place where your kids can fail and learn from their failures. Surround them with love. Show them how important they are. But don't try to undo their failures. It's not our jobs to get our kids off the hook. The scripture says in Proverbs 23, 6, Train up a child the way he should go, and even when he's old, he'll not depart from it. 2 Corinthians 3, 14 and 15 says, But as for you, continue in what you have learned and firmly believe, knowing from whom you learned it and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings which are able to make you wise for salvation through Jesus Christ our Lord. And number six, final one for the day. Get your house in order before you chunk rocks at other people. Setbacks, suffering, and stupidity is something all of us can embrace. I know I've had my, (laughs) I think for me, it's been more like stupidity and setbacks and suffering. But we choose what we do with them. Will you wallow in the mire of self-pity? Will you just be a victim for life and be pretty much impotent in anything else? I hope not, man. Will you be crushed? I hope not. 
Uh, will you stay angry at your situation in the world? If you do, you're going to always be there. Here's my big question. Or you be and allow yourself to be positively transformed by the adversity you're going through. Get your finances figured out. Do what you need to do to get your relationships. If you've got personal personal issues or relationship issues, get some therapy. Call me, 505-343-2011. Shoot me an email, john at johntherman.net. We can talk. I have a free consultation I can do for you. But do what you need to do to change the outcome by getting more intentional about where you are today. Matthew 7, 1 through 2 says, Do not judge others, and you'll not be judged. For you'll be treated as you treat others. Just remember that next time you want to criticize one, when you're pointing your one finger at them, three of them are pointing back at you. The standard you use in judging will be the standard that you will be judged by. That's in Matthew 7, 1 through 2. I want to thank you for taking a few minutes to listen. Don't be discouraged. We're going to move through some things that will really help you. But I want you to review kind of what we're talking about today. Check the show notes out. Get the link to the blog. My name is John Thurman, and thank you so much for listening today. To learn more about me, go to my website, john at johntherman.info. Thanks so much for listening. Do what you need to do to get right. If I can help, let me know. And remember, this is the day that the Lord has made, and I'll make a choice to rejoice and be glad in it. Take care, ladies and gentlemen. See you next time. God bless and goodbye.